Welcome to the Limitless Being Podcast. I am Danielle Sharkey, your host, here to be a guide on this journey of life. This is a space cultivated with the intentions of connection, vulnerability, spirituality, limitless knowledge, explorative conversations, and unlimited potential. I am here to spread love while activating freedom within the collective consciousness. I am a digital nomad, an entrepreneur, and a magnetic spiritual being here to help you activate your power so that you can cultivate the life of your dreams. This container I have created is a safe space for us all to have conversations which lead us toward liberation, acceptance, and radical love of your self. If you have found this podcast, it is by no accident. You have been guided here because there's a part of you who's ready to stop making excuses and live the life you've imagined. So join me and my guests here every Thursday. Welcome back, everybody, to the Limitless Being Podcast. This is the first episode recorded in, I couldn't tell you how long. But I did have to stop recording because, you know, taking on clients, building my first ever retreat, as well as trying to get this podcast out and have two employees on top of that, it was, it was a lot, you know, and I think I was still going through a lot of healing and a lot of resetting from last year from when I moved to Costa Rica. So I gave myself a break. You know, and I think that's a lesson that we can all learn around saying no or making adjustments or taking um, time off with something. If you're feeling like you're worn out, if you're feeling like you're drained, it's important to listen to yourself. And that's what I did. You know, the podcast, it's an incredible way to share my message. It's an incredible way to connect with like-minded individuals. However, it was just too much. And that's it. And now we're feeling good and we're back to it. We're back on it. And I'm here to discuss the last six months of 2023. 2023 in general as a whole, what I feel like that year was for me and also you know, on a collective level, I want to discuss my biggest takeaways and my biggest internal and external changes. Um, And I want to talk about what we're moving into collectively in the new year of 2024. Um, And hopefully at some point along the way, there's some nuggets of wisdom for you or there is some sort of information that's going to support you on your own personal journey. That's why I do this. So if you're new here, welcome. My name is Danielle. Um, As it says in the intro of this podcast, my name, um, the name of the podcast is Limitless Being. That's the name of my business. I believe that we are at the soul level, pure, unlimited potential. And my journey has shown me continuously how to 
break through my perceived limits, how to break through my fears, and how to show others how to do that so that we can together, you know, either literally physically together in community or just together as we're connected in this interconnected web of consciousness or together through technology, we can positively impact this planet and show that the way of living that we've been told is right, that we've been told told is what we should be doing is not necessarily accurate and not necessarily the healthiest way. And so together as we heal, as we break through these perceived limitations, these limiting beliefs, um, we expand our awareness of what we believe is possible and then we can create this beautiful new world that I have seen since I was a kid, you know? So that's what I do. That's why I do what I do. Um, I'm a digital nomad, so I was living mostly primarily in Colombia this year. My journey started in um, Costa Rica in 2022. And then this year I was in Colombia and in Tulum, Mexico. And now I'm landed back in the States, back in Utah at my family's house where I take a little bit of a breather from traveling and reconnect and, and regather and gear up for my next travels, which I will talk about. Um, so 2023. 2023. What were you to me? What were you to me? 2023 was a softening. It was a letting go of a lot. It was a letting go of control. It was a redefining my relationship with my feminine, with my feminine energy. Redefining my relationship with my work. Redefining my relationship with Mother Nature. Um, But of course, the continuous progression of seeing what I'm capable of. I would say the biggest challenges that I had in 2023 were definitely number one was the retreat. So I was able to develop and successfully um, have my first retreat in 2023 in Columbia, where me and nine other women from the United States came out. Um, to Colombia where I was living but in a different area and we had a miraculous incredible experience an incredible event where these women walked away and and I myself walked away forever change Um, but it was so much work (laughs) it was so much work and there was such an initiatory process that happened when I decided that I wanted to do this. And I think what I've learned, what I've gathered in regards to when you're desiring to create something and you're desiring to create something big, you're usually not energetically in alignment with what you're desiring quite yet. And so in order to truly bring that into fruition in the timeline that you are hoping to, number one, 
you got to let go of the timeline because I initially wanted the retreat to happen in August and it didn't happen until November. Actually, I think I wanted it to happen in June initially and then I kept getting pushed back, kept getting pushed back. And now I can look back and understand why, but we have to release control and let go of the timing of certain manifestations. All manifestations really detach in that nature because usually when you want it, you are not ready for it. And that goes to show for everything, right? Like when you want a partner and that partner comes into your life and you're like, holy fuck, wait, I'm not ready for this. Usually when you want something, you're not ready for it quite yet. And so what needs to happen is there needs to be, it could be in the form of hardships. It could be in the form of, you know, pain. It could be in the form of, you know, having to work with a new mentor and make some sort of investment so that you expand your consciousness and you increase your vibration. But you have to go through this initiation process in order to become to learn certain lessons and become a vibrational match to what it is you're trying to create and what it is you're trying to attract. And that's just fact. And it's a hard, it's a hard concept to grasp because there's something to do with the human ego and the human mind where we so desperately, when we want something, we want it now. And we get caught up in that so much so that it creates a lot of perceived suffering you know it it creates a lot of dissonance within and so what I learned through it was almost a year process to get this retreat off the ground I the original space that I found with the retreat owner it ended up not working out. You know, our energies did not align. Um, I had to stop it. I had to cancel it. And then I had to find a new place. Eventually found a new place. And then, you know, we couldn't find a timing. And it took so much effort and persistence and perseverance to make it happen. That is what is going to happen when you are reaching for a new goal. You are going to have to be so dedicated, so persistent. You're going to have to persevere so much. You're going to have to keep going. You're going to get knocked down. You're going to have to keep getting up. You're going to get knocked down. You're going to have to keep getting up. And there's always a choice along that journey. And that choice is, do I give up? Do I give up? It seems like there's so many forces working against me. It seems that there's so many barriers that I have to break through. Do I give up? And I got to that point a couple of times, truly. Because I can tell you all I want, how much work it was to make this retreat actually happen and be successful. But you can never really, really know unless you've been living my life. You know? And so... You always get to choose. There will always be moments in your life and on your journey and on your path where you ask yourself that question. Am I going to give up? Am I going to give up? 
you have the choice. You have free will, you know? But if you do give up, you will never see the vision that you saw in your mind come to life. And that sucks, you know? And so I kept going. I kept going. I did. (laughs) And eventually it all worked out and it worked out better than I could have hoped that I could have imagined. I had a co-facilitator, so I wasn't the only one running it and the only one managing it. I had a team. Um, And I also think that's really important. So that coincides with another big lesson that I learned this year is I was so used to for so many for so many years, for so long, most of my life, really, I was so used to being that that lone wolf. That's like, I'm going to do it myself. I've done it all before. There's been so many circumstances that have made me have to figure it out myself in my life. I've always figured it out myself. I'm going to do it myself. The success, the success is mine, myself. But what I learned this year is when you find, when you intentionally attract tribe and soulmates whether platonic or romantic or whatever it is sisters that have an aligned vision of life um when you intentionally attract that and then you co-create and you work together to build to build your dreams that is so much better than walking through life alone That is so much better than doing it alone. And if you've been a lone wolf for a while like myself and you've had to learn how to do things by yourself through trauma, through not being accepted, through being the oddball, whatever it is, that is a trauma response. And when you can heal the wounds of like pain from sisterhood or sister wounds, or mother wounds, or wounds from being abandoned or betrayed. And when you can fall, choose to fall into a deeper level of acceptance with what is an acceptance with what is to come, because we are human. Most of us will unintentionally hurt each other. But if you can embrace what is and and intentionally invite loving beings into your life that have an aligned mission and you start to co-create in that way, the levels in which you can reach and achieve are way more grand than what you can do by yourself. And so I think that we're we're working through that a lot collectively over this last year and moving into next year is like we're ready to be with the tribe. We're ready to co-create more. We're calling it in intentionally. And we're ready to lift each other up in a way, in, in more of a supportive way than we ever have. Um, I think that independent hyper independent mentality especially that we see in western society is starting to dissolve and disintegrate and we're starting to realize how much more we need each other Um, and we're coming back to that communal or that at least the desire to live in a more communal way 
So that's also shifted with me. I have been able to get more in touch with my feminine side. I mean, the the name of the retreat and the retreats to come for the women is going to be rewilding the feminine. And it's all about rewilding yourself back to nature, back to the elements, back to your wild, full expression of yourself. And also re- reconnecting deeply with your feminine essence. It can be as a woman, it can be, it's it's not gender specific, but your femininity is something that we all have. We all have a feminine side. And so many of us, a lot of the women that were at the retreat too, so many of us have been locked in our masculine, again, because we have been told to, we have been shown to, and we have been traumatized into that because It hasn't been safe to be a woman for a really long time. Now we're moving out of that as well. And the ways in which I have embodied my feminine this year have a lot to do with releasing control, with surrendering, meaning letting go of what you thought would be and accepting what is. And not being so fucking detail-oriented. <laughs> not being so fucking logical, you know? Like, living a very intuitive, emotional, emotionally-led life. And the reason I've been able to, con- to connect with that side of me so much is because I lived in nature. I think the the easiest way to get back to that femininity or to heal our feminine is to go into nature and to be still and just to listen and I spent a lot of time resting this year specifically after the retreat I spent a lot of time like almost a month resting and I'm still really honoring that rest and of course I know that it is a privilege to be at a point in my life where I can just rest whenever I want and maybe I don't work so hard today and maybe I just flow or read or draw. Obviously, I know that that is an incredible blessing and I've had to do a lot of fucking work to make it to this point so that I can honor my rhythms. But it is possible for everybody because I also, you know, was working four jobs at once while being a full-time student. I worked my ass off my ass off to get to this point and I still work very hard but our body is always telling us what it needs our body is always telling us what it needs and we have been so conditioned to ignore that innate wisdom that is held within the physical body you know we are nature And that's what I've really learned. We are nature. We are not separate from nature. And so, of course, we have seasons. We're going to have weeks and months where we're peaking in energy. And we're going to have weeks and months where our energy is absolutely trash. And especially as women, we're cyclical beings. We have four different phases to our our, um, cycles. 
And every single day in those four phases, which um, encompass the four weeks of one month, every single day our hormones are different, right? And that is so similar to mimicking nature and also mimicking the moon. And so I think as time progresses and what I've what I've gone through this year, I've just become more and more in alignment with the rhythms of nature that I now have such a deep understanding of how it affects me. And I know how to honor that without feeling guilty. And I think that's something we really struggle with is like, oh, I'm going to rest. And then there's like, I'm resting, but I said I was going to do this and now I'm guilty. And now, you know, and then that guilt and that shame spiral just, it, it can be debilitating. And so learning how to remove that guilt and again, come back to honor what we need, honor our cycles, that is life-changing. It takes a lot of time. It takes a lot of, you know, learning, a lot of education and practice and practice and also embodiment. And I'm not perfect. I am, fuck, I am not perfect by any means. There are still days where I get anxious and I feel like I need to do do things, especially now that I'm back in the States for a little bit. But being able to really intentionally work with this energy and work in alignment with nature has has changed my life and it's changed my mentality. It's helped me to be less anxious. Um, and it's helped me to deepen into acceptance. And I think acceptance is the antidote or yeah, the antidote for all suffering. What else? We did a little bit of plant medicine this year. Yes, plant medicine. Um, of course, I'm never, ever, ever telling somebody that they should do what I have done. These are just things that I've been so curious about for such a long time. Um, and there is an episode, a few episodes back that you guys can listen to about my ceremony with ayahuasca. I'll just briefly touch on that. But I did, I was able to sit with ayahuasca, um, sit with bufo, which I'll get into. What else did I do? Some mushrooms. <laughs> that's not surprising. Um, I think that's it. Yeah. But there are um, some indigenous medicines. I I am there are some indigenous medicines that are not psychoactive that I learned a lot about this year being in Colombia, and they're from the Amazon. They're from the tribes in the Amazon, which of course am you know. Amazon runs through Colombia, um, Brazil. Does it run through Peru? I don't know. But I know it runs through Colombia and, and Brazil. Maybe all of South America. <laughs> I don't know. Sorry, guys. But I'll talk about um, a little bit about ayahuasca and the active ingredient in ayahuasca is TMT. We, we know that DMT is the psychoactive ingredient that's um, present when you're born and when you die. And you can also activate DMT in the brain through specific breathwork techniques, which I also teach. And of course, you have a psychedelic experience. What I really learned from it's interesting because, like, they the both of these medicines, ayahuasca and bufo, they were intense, but they weren't as intense as I thought they were going to be. Like, I I handled it, and in the past, I think I had a lot more fear. 
I think when I went through in Costa Rica, which again, you can go back and find some episodes on that. <laughs> I think what I went through in Costa Rica made me be fearless. <laughs> I was experiencing hell for six months. So ayahuasca is a very, very feminine, loving energy. And she showed me more so it wasn't like I had a lot mentally and spiritually to work through. It was actually more around my physical pain in my body. And it showed me literally by like intensifying the pressure in certain areas of my body. Um, it showed me like where I was still somatically holding trauma Um but it was crazy because there was one specific instance that I remember and the medicine was like pushing on these areas of my body and being like pain here, pain here. And I was like, okay, I get it. I have a lot of pain. Okay. <laughs> I hold it. And it was, you know, a, a metaphor to stop holding so much and to let it go and to start doing somatic work. And at one point I was seeing the Jaguar, which I got tattooed on my shoulder this year after this ceremony. Um, it was my, it was my totem for this year, the Jaguar. I was seeing the Jaguar, I was seeing beautiful colors and then I started having a conversation with the medicine itself and the medicine was so intelligent that it, it was responding to me. So my questions that I was asking, it would be like, does this hurt too much? And I was like, no, that's okay. And I just started asking it questions about life and it was I was having an intelligent conversation with the spirit of ayahuasca, and that was incredible. And I did um, two ceremonies over the course of four days, and I it took a month, more than a month, for me to integrate all of those lessons. If you want to hear more about that experience, um, celibacy and ceremony is one of the episodes in this podcast you can listen to a few uh, a few episodes back. What I will talk more about is Bufo, the experience, the mystical experience I had after the retreat, and yeah, moving into the energies of 2024, right? Like what are we cultivating? What are we living for? What are how are we going to be thriving? A lot of this year I moved out of suffering. And I moved out of focusing on what was wrong or focusing on, you know, all the things that happened to me, how things unfolded in Costa Rica. You know, I I was caught up in that for a while because I had to do a lot of work to heal from that. But at some point, I just I just let go. I loosened my grip on things and I allowed life to flow freely as I steadied myself to embrace and ride that flow, you know? And I, it, it's such a different way of living, such a different way of living than most people. Being a digital nomad, traveling, doing plant medicine ceremonies, doing ayahuasca, do, you know, these things that are growing in interest and popularity, but are still very much not understood and not wildly accepted. 
I think this year I also stopped hoping to be accepted by everybody and developed this deep sense of knowing that I'm not going to be. <laughs> I'm not going to be understood. I'm not going to be accepted by everybody. But there are people out there that see me and that get me and that support me undyingly and that want to see me succeed and that also give out to me what I give to them. So it is possible. And I know that the more I travel, the more I grow, the more, you know, the more I manifest my people, the more they will show up into my life and they will for you too, if you intend to do that. So, oh my gosh, there's so much to share. I'm not going to be able to do it all this podcast, but I'm just like, where do I, where do I go next? So I was living in Medellin for a couple of months and then around May, I think it was like end of May, I decided that I needed to leave Colombia for a little bit. And I didn't know where I was going to go, but I knew Tulum had been calling me for quite some time. And so I decided to go to Tulum. But before I decided to go to Tulum, I knew that I wanted to get back into um, doing some combo sessions. So combo is another plant medicine. Um, it's from a frog from the Amazon rainforest. And the tribes use combo to open their vision so that they can hunt with more clear vision in the Amazon, right? Combo is known for its anti-parasitic um, properties. It's not psychedelic. So you essentially, the uh, traditional way of doing it is by burning this, this, it's kind of like a piece of stick, burning the end of like this, this specific stick that they use and then burning holes in your skin and then taking the venom, which comes off of the, the frog. You take little dots of the venom and put it into, onto the burns that are on the skin. So it goes directly into the blood. And the goal of this is to get the peptides from the frog, the combo, um, and it helps. It's antibacterial. It's antiviral. It helps to essentially kill and slough off the really, um, like the bad cells or the bad bacteria or the bad viruses that are in your body that are causing um, inflammation, unhealthy conditions, etc. So before I went to Tulum, I went to Palomino, which is on the coast of, of Colombia. And I found this combo, um, this combo facilitator. And that story is wild in itself because I had seen him months prior in a restaurant that me and my friend went to when we were living on the coast. And I saw him and I was like, I'm supposed to know him. I'm supposed to know him. Fuck. We never like talked. We never met. We moved to Medellin. And then I get this call to go back to the coast and to do combo. And then he ends up being the facilitator. And he goes by Nabi, which is Jaguar in the Kogi language. Um, and Jaguar, which you can see on my shoulder, was my totem for this whole year. The Jaguar, I'll talk in, I'll talk about the symbology in a, in a moment. He ends up being my facilitator. I'm like, of course, of course, universe, sending me to a Jaguar 
to receive medicine. Um, we did a ceremony on the beach and I did 10 points of combo, which I found out after is a heroic dose. Of course. But I was going, I was still healing a lot from the energetic negativity that I absorbed from that dark twin flame relationship in Costa Rica and I was still experiencing pain in my womb and in my bladder and so he was like this is what we got to do and he put 10 different points all over my body um I had a very mystical experience it was incredible it was miraculous and then a couple of days later I got sick of course because it was a macro dose and my body was just sloughing so much stuff off and out like too rapidly that my immune system couldn't handle it. And so I ended up going to Tulum a few days after that and did two, three more combo ceremonies and a bufo ceremony. And so I did multiple combo ceremonies because it's, it's known and there's actually scientific li- literature starting to come out about it. Um, that after like doing three combo ceremonies in 21 days helps to really activate the peptides in a way that it's anti-carcinogenic, meaning it fights against cancer and also helps to decrease the cancer cells that you have in your body. Um, so there's research being done on it now in, in treatment for cancer, which is crazy. Um, I don't know too much about it and I'm not a doctor, but if you're interested in learning about that there's there's a lot of um research articles coming out talking about the positive effects and benefits of combo there's definitely things that you can't do or things that um you need to be aware of if you're going to do combo such as like heart conditions um and also you know making sure that your vessel is pretty clear and you're not drinking you're not doing drugs stuff along those lines so Again, this is not me promoting it. This is just me speaking on my my personal experiences. But I personally, through those four ceremonies of combo, it's painful. Like when the venom starts to hit, you start to feel this like pulsing and this heat rising in your body and you get this pulsing in your head. But ultimately, if you learn how to surrender, it can be really, really peaceful. And one of my practitioners has a specific way of doing it where um, it's not all the dots at once. It's like one by one and it's almost more euphoric than painful. Let's talk about Bufo. I feel inclined to speak on why I do these things first. Okay. Plant medicine. <laughs> to simplify, I trust things that are rooted in ancient history and in ancient wisdom and in ancient practices more than I trust medicine that has been around for less than 100 years. I like to go to the root of traditions. I like to learn from traditions from shamanic cultures, from indigenous cultures from you know china from india i love to find this ancient wisdom and apply it to my life because it has always worked for me 
that doesn't mean that it's going to work for you. It doesn't mean that it's going to work for everybody, but there's something. And, and of course, we're now seeing science come back like, oh, this, this is the right way. The indigenous way is the right way. We're returning back to that origin. And I'm just a very curious person. I'm very, very curious. And I trust my intuition and I know how to hear it. Um, and it calls me and it pulls me towards things that I'm ready for. So I decided to do PUFO in Tulum in June. And holy shit. Holy shit. Holy shit. Why do we say that? Why do we say holy shit? <laughs> that was a lot. Um, so Bufo is the most potent form of DMT that exists on our planet. And it's also from the Sonora Desert Toad. I think, it, I believe it's also, also called 5-MeO-DMT. Yeah. And... It only lasts for like 15, 20 minutes. You smoke it, you pass out, you go somewhere. People like to call it the conversation with God or the God molecule. And uh, that's exactly what happened. I was scared. I was nervous. But I know I knew at that point in my life that I had been through like so much that I could 100% handle it, you know? I remember everything, which is crazy. And maybe I don't because a lot of people say they don't remember it because there's things that you gain or you see that if you were to take that knowledge back with you, like it's forbidden knowledge. And so maybe I don't remember all of it, but I remember, I remember the experience. And right when I smoked it, you hold it in for as long as you possibly can. And then you fall backwards and then you go on your journey. Some people convulse, some people throw up, some people orgasm, some people, <laughs> some people scream. I guess I was just like this, incredibly peaceful, didn't move at all. And if I were to describe what I saw, it's not like I got a lot of, it's not like, you know, there's a certain, there's a certain plant medicine that you can smoke. I think it's called Sangha which is DMT as well. Not as intense, but I think you can like ask a question and what I've been told is you can ask a question and smoke it and then immediately you'll get the answer and then you come back. DM, uh, Bufo is not like that. It wasn't like that for me. So I, it's not like I was given all these answers. Like maybe I didn't need a lot of clarity with where I was at in life, but it's not like I was given all these answers and it was like, here, you need to fix this and fix this. That's what ayahuasca did to me kind of. Bufa was more so a visual experience. And if you guys know the artist Alex Gray and his wife, um, you would be able to essentially see what my experience was like because a lot of the art, a lot of Alex Gray's art is kind of a lot of what I saw. So I don't know if he's like smoking, if he's smoking, uh, you know, Bufa while he's creating art, but he's, he's, doing stuff but and yeah when I came back that's when I started to get intense so I just remember being like pulled back into my body and then I just started like bawling I felt like I was 
a newborn baby. I started bawling. I was crying. Um, it did again, this medicine did again kind of show me like how traumatized I was and how much I hold for people and, you know, just being the healer that I am. Um, but it brought me back and I felt refreshed. I felt renewed. I felt reborn, crying, laughing, crying, laughing. What the fuck is happening? Um, and I didn't really start to see changes until a few days after. And that's when the quantum, the quantum jump of Bufo hits you. Because you increase in frequency. And when you increase in frequency, whether it be just through meditation or visualization or a mystical experience or plant medicine, when you increase in frequency, you what what is not aligned with your new frequency in your life shatters. That's all I can explain. What happened is things started to shatter literally in my life. Like clients not working out, clients that weren't be like, you know, weren't respecting me. I had to get rid of relationships, friendships, just the whole thing. It was like the domino effect, you know? And so that's something definitely, if you're really looking for a change and you're curious and you feel good about it, that's a good route to go is to do the Bufo because it will shatter what once was and then you have to rebuild, which is good. I'm used to that. You know, that's the path that I walk, but it's intense. The after effects are intense and it lasts for a while. And that's why, again, I'm going to hit home like so important to integrate the lessons and to take time and to pause and to breathe and to reflect. People pop into, you know, an ayahuasca ceremony on Saturday in the States and, you know, the ayahuasca is like traveling to the plane from the Amazon, which is just negatively impacts the medicine itself. And then they pop in, you know, they pop into work on Monday and that's just not good. You're not going to get what you need if you do that. You know, you're not going to be able to see what's continuously unfolding because it's not like it's not like a cure-all in the moment instant gratification pill it's something that works over a period of time and that will continue to work if you acknowledge what it's teaching you and you take action on that so (laughs) i mean so much has happened this year and that led me to be into vibrational alignment with the retreat to be able to bring that into fruition and then after the retreat i'm gonna have a whole episode around um you know the benefits and what the retreat was really about and um and uh the you know the outcomes that the women had and what i learned but i want to talk about what happened after And what happened after is I got really sick. So the first day of the retreat was November uh, 1st. Or sorry, I got there November 1st. The first day of the retreat was November 3rd. My period at that point was two weeks late and not for the reason that you were thinking. It was because I obviously was supposed to be in that energy facilitating at the retreat but for 
your period to be two weeks late, that's that's a lot and that's intense in itself. Um, because it's like the buildup continues. And then period started the day of the the day that I got there. Um, and so I was so open because of that, right? And then holding space for so many people and facilitating and managing, it was just it was a lot. It was a lot for me. Um, but clearly I can handle it. But what happened after the day after the retreat, I ended up getting really, really sick, like could not keep anything down, was purging in every way you can think of. Um, and I was like, it felt like I was on my deathbed and I was very weak and my stomach was so messed up. Um, and that lasted for almost a week and a half. And then I, I had to go to a doctor and, you know, I went to a doctor in Columbia, a functional medicine doctor and found out I have some gut health issues, some leaky gut, some inflammation issues. Um, and that led me more so on my, on my path to really focus again on my physical health and focus on these, these gut health issues that I think I've been putting off for a while. Um, and I'm starting to see some improvement, so that's good. But the one thing that I want to talk about that happened after the retreat, which was the trippiest thing, I saw one of my dreams. It was so real. It was so real. It was me, my mom, my brother, and my dad, and also like a bunch of other people and this like random singer. And we were all standing at the ledge of this portal that like we had to jump into because we were about to be like taken into our next life and the portal was like it looked exactly like this colorful crazy vibrant spiral that I saw also when I was on Bufo and so we had to jump we're like at the ledge and the portal's down here it's like this hole that's going to take us to another life another dimension and we jump into it and then I hear the, you know, you know, those pings that you hear. I heard that when I smoked Bufo too. And then it took like me, my brother, my mom into another dimension. And then we were in this like waiting room and it was like this waiting room of souls. And we were all waiting to be reincarnated into a new life. And it was so real. Like I was so sick when I had this dream, but it was so real and it was literally on a portal day and I woke up and I was like, holy shit. I felt like I had just gone through Bufo again from that dream. It was wild. That was on, what was the date? I think it was the 11-11 portal. Yeah, it was the 11-11 portal. And that was a very, because I know it was real. I know it was real. You know, there's there's no doubt in my mind, body, or soul that, that 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 is really what happened. But it's like, what did we reincarnate as? Because we were waiting in this waiting room for souls, and we were like waiting to reincarnate. And I never got to see what we reincarnated as, but I knew that my mom, my dad, and my brother, we were gonna like be in the same family again, but just in a positive, a more positive way in that new life. So that was really cool. So 
yeah, after the retreat, I, I had to rest a lot. I had to reorient a lot and get back to myself. And now I'm here in the States and I'm only here for about a couple more weeks. And I'm just, it's, it's hard. It is hard. It's hard to maintain your angelic, unadulterated, natural soul frequency here. It's harder to maintain than it is where I was in Colombia. You know, I was surrounded by this mystical forest and this beautiful house. And I felt like my house was this sanctuary, this like living altar of creation and of source energy. It was so beautiful, you know, Um, and then coming back, the frequency shift is so intense that I got this like massive headache. I felt like the weight of the world was on my shoulders. I feel like there's so much more fear here and so much projection and so much anxiety and so much mental health, so many mental health issues that when you're out of it for like a year straight, as I was, you kind of forget about it and then you get back to it and there's a lot. There's a lot more, to summarize it, negative influences than positive influences. But I'm just doing my best to stay centered and to not, um, you know, let not let that be a burden that I carry. Because it's not my fault that people here are more sick than anywhere in the world. It's not my fault that people don't have awareness of their own minds or their own actions or even the ways in which they speak to each other. It's not my fault. It's not my burden to carry. And I'm not here to fix anybody, you know? And I think as a healer or as a sensitive or a psychic or whoever you are, if you're listening to this, you're probably in alignment. Um, I think a lot of us maybe think like it's our job to fix these people. And when we see broken people and we can see their traumas and their wounds and what's not, you know, what they should be doing and what they're not doing, we can go down that that spiral, that that rabbit hole of, you know, oh my God, if they just did this, then they would improve, right? But ultimately, that's us taking on somebody else's problems and then we end up carrying their energe- energetic and emotional weight and baggage. And that does nobody any favors because it hurts you. And that person doesn't want to change in the first place. So give it back, you know, give it back. Um, I do want to say to anybody that is thinking about and exploring living outside of the country, go for it. Like, go for it. I can help you with it. I can show you and tell you, you know, from my experience, where is good, where, you know, where is not what you're going to go through, etc. Because every country has a unique energetic frequency and imprint. But there is something that happens when you, when you leave this matrix that tells you to be in a beige box with the family, working a nine to five, being scared of the world, being scared to express, being scared to communicate, being scared to move your body, being scared to dance, being scared to shine your light. You know, it's, there is this oppression energy here and there is no doubt about that. 
So I suggest that if you've been wanting to travel, if you've been wanting to live the nomad life, start. There is a way. There's always a way. And you can and will be successful in that way. But what am I leaving in 2023? I'm leaving doubt. I'm leaving not having strong boundaries with myself and with others. I'm leaving not staying true to the promises that I make myself. I'm leaving being easily influenced by others. If it's not in alignment with what I truly want in 2023, I'm leaving doing things half-assed. I'm doing things full-assed. I am leaving doubt. I am leaving taking on projections and judgments from others as if they are my own. I am leaving absorbing energy, negative energy, and trying to heal people that have not asked me to. I am leaving taking on the responsibility of feeling like I need to carry the weight of the world for others. I am leaving distrust in myself. I am leaving behind self-sabotage. In 2024, In 2024, I'm stepping the fuck up. I'm stepping up. I am creating passive income for myself. I am taking my business to a whole other level. This podcast is blowing up. I am not procrastinating. I am not hesitating. I am not waiting to make things happen. I'm doing it in the moment as soon as I feel the urgency to do so. I'm no longer letting people that are not worthy to be in my energy, in my energy. I'm not letting people that just want to take from me in my life. I'm welcoming people that want to give the amount of love and positivity, appreciation and support and encouragement that I give. I'm welcoming a lot of wealth. I am welcoming a stronger, more empowered, more more beautiful, more impactful version of me. And you'll see it. You will see it. You'll feel it. I'm no longer letting there be power dynamics in my relationships, in my business, with my clients. And I'm not holding back on my truth. I'm not holding anything back. This is a new level of courage and that's okay. Not a lot of people will be able to keep up. But I know that I'm going to meet even more soul tribe this year I'm so ready for it the vortex is reopened and we are going after everything and everything is going to happen for us and it's only going to continue to get 
better and better and better every single fucking day. That's what 2024 is about, baby. You're doing what feels right. You're following your heart. You're making all of your visions become reality. Be fearless. Be full of love. Be heart-centered. Remember what lit you up in the past, growing up. Remember what excites you. Because that's the direction you're supposed to you are supposed to go in. First episode after a long break. We're happy to be back. Many more to come. I love you guys so much. If you enjoyed this episode, please connect with me, Danielle.limitlessbeing on all platforms. Go check out my website and go follow the podcast on all platforms, Limitless Being Podcast. Please like, share, share with a friend that you think would enjoy this information, would enjoy this episode, and please subscribe. You know, us creators could, of course, use your support. You are the reason why we do this, why we're here. I love you so much. Let's connect. Have a beautiful fucking 2024.